Welcome to the Queer Arms Podcast. This is Ellie, and I'm doing a solo episode today with Aldo. I am pan, trans, and Lebanese, and Aldo is... Queer, non-binary, Mexican fuckface. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put it that way because I, like, I don't even know where it, where it is anymore. Just everything and all of it. So, Alia is out of the house today. We wish her the best of the fun at her concert tonight. Bye, Alia! Bye. But today, we are talking about the gender binary and the non-binary. Although... Gender, yay! Gender. Let's get the uh, obvious stuff out of the way. How do you identify? Oh, man. That's like the $50 million question, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's like so fascinating. And there was a point in time where I once identified as like the most hardcore, hardcore cishet boy in the entire universe. It was so funny. I was like, I'm the last cishet in the world. At this point, it's like the complete opposite where I just, I am this amorphous genderless being that is just made of rainbow energy. I can take many forms, you know? I'm not really bound to any one iteration of reality. So cool. So let's, any particular pronouns you like? I always say he, they. I mean, even though the gender binary is a construct, feel lots of masculinity. That's what I was, um, quote unquote, allowed to feel for most of my life. So it's just like where a lot of my comfort lies is in my masculinity. I would identify as a femme more than anything. That's the fun bit about being this like weird amorphous genderless energy being. It's like, what does that even mean? So he, they. He, they it is. You know, to be fair, I am also, I am pretty, pretty happy with she, her, but I also put like so much effort into it. I'm also kind of like, do I even want to like bother with other pronouns? I kind of dropped a lot of cash on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of dropped a lot of cash. Yeah. You pushed your chips in on it. You know, you feel like you kind of got to stick with it. Yeah. Gender gambler's fallacy, I guess. Gender gambler's fallacy. I mean, like, I get it though. I get where you're coming from. Cause like, it's why I do he, they, cause you know, I'm very masculine, but like, I'm not, not a male. So I like, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. It's whatever feels whatever. And that's why having so many words is so fun. Yep. In this messy English language of ours. Yeah. So this is more like a me to you question as opposed to a general question. It's like, yeah. okay, so I've expressed that, you know, maybe I am outside of the gender binary every so often, but like, I have no idea to do, what to do with it. What do you do with it? Like, what do you do with this whole, this amorphousness? What do you do with it? And your gender fluids are everywhere. The funny thing is, is like, the more I lean into myself, the more I realize like where these feelings have popped up throughout my whole life and like growing up like weird little ex- expressions of like my my like tumblr writings i realized have become those were like significant moments like an example of listening to rihanna fucking album anti when it came out i was still very much cishet boy i remember listening to that shit in the shower and feeling it so hard and feel like that's like the first time I can say in my life I felt like a bad bitch. Ah, uh, it's that same feeling. I just didn't know at the time, like, oh, this is like my femininity. Lee have like found that that is like, that has happened to me more than just that one time. What I do with it is like, I don't know, the I lean into the, the, the fluidness of it, of like the fact that like, it doesn't have to be one thing ever. 
there are days where I wake up and feel like a bad bitch and days where I wake up and feel like I'm fucking daddy. And I feel like I can have equally as fun leaning one way or another. Feel more like a femme than anything, man. Like all of my targeted ads on Instagram are just lingerie. Like all of them. It's fucking out of this world. I don't know how it got to literally 100% lingerie, but here we are, everyone. Fucking. <laughs> but that's that's what's fun is like of my exterior how masculine it is also the fact that i am an like athletic person so i have like a like a muscular quote-unquote male body you know quote-unquote but to be that type of person and then wear lingerie like show up in a teddy and die highs like oh man it's so fucking fun you know i honestly personally believe anyone looks good in lingerie and a suit like no matter who you are if it fits right, you're going to look good. Exactly. Yeah. Just for context, um, when me and Aldo met, was it like, it, it was at World Pride, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were running around this cute dress, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. oh my God. But were you not wearing the cute dress? You would, like, let me put it this way. You'd be grind your pate if it wasn't for the dress. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for the dress. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Which I thought was, like, the coolest thing ever, because, like, there's... <laughs> Everyone knows there's a certain kind of body type that everyone sort of expects, you know, gender non-binary, gender fluid people. It's like this sort of, like, wafy thin femboy thing. Yeah. And you are definitely not that. No, not at all. Literally an hour ago, I was doing weighted chin-ups, fucking, like, sweating my face off. Like, I was having trouble closing my hands with how heavy the things I was lifting was. And, and that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, and that's the other thing I liked about you is that you were doing um, mixed martial arts and jujitsu. You were, yeah. you were talking about that because for those of you who don't know, I the way I work out is I go to a boxing gym that's local to me. And yeah. I am this somewhat insecure trans girl who's like constantly worried about people misgendering me. And here I am going to this, you know, hyper masculine sporting thing. It's it's weird, right? Like it's the vibe at those places is so not like the fucking friendly gay vibe that you have at fucking queer spaces and like fucking i mean i don't uh show up there presenting like in any like sort of overt way but like i always have like purple toes and and purple nails you know even that small amount for a fighting gym is enough to be like an expression of hardcore femininity people feel weird sometimes but that's also what's fun about it you know I guess I couldn't deal with that. I was I I literally went through like five different gyms asking like these really uncomfortable questions. It's like, hey, um, is this place LGBTQ friendly? And the, and of course the front desk receptionist being of course the politically correct worker drone person that they don't who doesn't need this level of drama is like, yeah, sure, we accept all accept all people. And it's like okay, so let me be, let me bring it in. It's like, if I went to the locker room as a trans woman who has not had surgery and changed, would it cause a problem? yeah and it's you like, gotta get like you gotta get specific but this boxing gym was like no what use whatever changing room you feel best most comfortable in if it's a problem you know bring it to us like how did you find this gym for you like your jujitsu oh man honestly the funny part is that like when i started going there i was still not very queer at all like i was like very beginning of starting to be like boy but a boy who likes to wear eyeshadow 
I was not concerned with this. Back to how we started talking about it, a thing that I think about with my particular exterior and being non-binary, I really do have the privilege of like completely passing uh, if I ever want to, like without a problem. Not not obligation, because no, there's no obligation, but like a self-imposed like desire. I make it a point to always make sure that like I have pretty purple toes when I go to jujitsu, you know? I I can quote unquote get away with it more easily. Like a way of getting attention to it. And then like people have like talked to me and there have been like people who talk to me about like their other friend who they know somewhere else and like they go by they them and I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. Just trying to like normalize queerness and stuff, you know? I'm lucky enough that I so happened to start to go to a gym that when I did start to like present femininity, they like were fine. And like, I was already friends with people and like, I knew the coaches there and everyone there really likes me. And it's the best part is it's not a thing. Like no one gives a shit, you know, it's like literally no second looks at all. Um, I just show up and we're all friends and it's totally fine. And it's like, no big deal. And I feel really lucky. Honestly, I feel really lucky. Oh, were there any uncomfortable moments? Fuck yeah. <laughs> like the discomfort is all like internal because um, the people that I'm comfortable with were always those same people. It was just like me not being comfortable in my own identity. And the, it, like the more I get comfortable with myself in general, the more uncomfortable I am just in any space. Well, most spaces, most spaces, reasonable amount of spaces. I have a hard time imagining like more cishead space than like a fighting gym. Yeah, yeah, right? It's really tough. Thing is, like, I'm literally, my profession is I'm an exterminator. So, like, I do blue collar, dirty ass shit. But in that, that's me like cosplaying a cishead boy. I feel as though, like, it's, it's a weird thing of, of not knowing where it's like totally cool to present as yourself so like i guess that's like an example of like a more like masculine leaning because uh, uh like exterminator jobs is like over 90 percent males when i'm in that it all those like it's i'm always like interacting with just a bunch of dudes you know it's a bunch of fucking guys guys is hey fuck out of here and all that shit and like uh, well, I was just saying, you know, bringing gender nonconformity into cishet gender heterosexual spaces where it's not expected or welcome explicitly. Honestly, and this may not be like the most mentally healthy thing to do. I like flag overtly, just like generally existing in the streets of New York City, as a way to try and fucking normalize gayness in in my, whatever small way that I can. Because again, I can quote unquote get away with it. I'm a big muscly motherfucker. You're less apt to fuck with me. So it's a lot of fun for me when it's a nice hot July day to put on some cute thigh highs and like walk around in a fucking hot dress, stunt and style on these motherfuckers. Something that shows the arms a little bit, throw some gloss, wink at a motherfucker, you know, make them a little bit uncomfortable. It's great. It's a good time. And if they love it, even better. Yeah, yeah. If they love it, even better. We might be friends. Oh. And yeah. That's the way reason why I'm like wearing my, you know, trans flag trans pride flag shoes with the rainbow soles. You know, it represents. It makes it like basically throws the flag up and is 
Yeah, exactly. And it's literally flagging. <laughs> Fucking, I, I do, that's what I do, push in, like, cishet spaces, is, like, just be, because here's the thing, is, like, I'm not a male, but people cannot help but project their male expectations onto a motherfucker that looks like me, and also someone that talks like me, quite honestly. It's so jarring to people, hearing and, and existing around my mannerisms, and then, like, seeing my body I'm such a fucking princess. It's like insane. Like I can't even explain it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So now the hard question: dating as gender non-conforming. Because, like for me, um, when I did the online dating, my profile would always basically first sentence, first word, trans, and just just to make sure people didn't miss that because. Yes. You know, for me, it's like a personal safety issue. I don't want to get killed just because I wanted to go for drinks with someone who looked cute, but is actually a psycho who didn't read the first fucking word. Didn't read the first fucking word. Yeah, I mean, words two and three were no couples, but... <laughs> you know, oh, they never read those oh, anyway, so... But how, yeah. do you, how, do you, how do you navigate the dating space? It's like, when you drop that on them, like, what do you do with that? Dude, honestly, I don't date. It's such a nightmare. The thing I've found as I, like, even just barely trying to get back into dating is people see me and immediately project male expectations onto me. And it's always, for me, it's always the first thing I have to do is, like, break through that first before we can get to even, hi, let's be people. And, and I get it. Like, I get it because, like, you hear non-binary, the expectation is not to think about someone that looks like me. People see me and then see non-binary and they have a hard time not wanting to turn me into some weird fantasy. You know, not every time. I've run into that more than just a few times and it's very, very depressing. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't play your stereotypes. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not a male and like, I can feel you mailing me in a way that feels safe for you because I am non-binary, but am very masculine. And this just feels gross, man. It's, I've met one person, like another non-binary person who we've been hanging out and it's been a lot of fun. And like, it's because we're both able to bond about being completely misunderstood in every way. It's really cathartic and like kind of sad, but like funny, like, I feel like I'm at a point where I can't date any cisgender person ever again. Anyone who is not some type of non-binary, I like... You don't want to be like baby's first non-binary experience or baby's... Or, or have to explain like, this is gender, this is sex, the two yeah. are on separate axes, they are not related. This is why yeah. I, I have a hard time dating cisgender straight people, especially if they say, oh, you're the first per person like this I've met. Oh. Man. Yeah. 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 Not trying to do that. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's, it, it's hard to, it, like, it's hard to, to deal with straight people like that because it's like, wait, are you cool with me or is this like your first experimentation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Funny enough, for me, it's also weird because I am such, still like such a baby queer. Like, it's only been like, two years of me like questioning myself and me in a, like a serious way only like, a year and a half tops um what do you mean serious 
started to actually buy femme clothes and like buy makeup and like not just borrow my friend's eyeliner for the night or like borrow my friend's skirt for the night actually acquiring for myself my own things and they are now a part of the standard wardrobe hell yeah motherfucker i have like a whole makeup kit it's not wild but like if you add it up now because uh, i keep fucking getting really nice lipstick it's maybe 200 bucks worth of makeup in this one little bag you know over time but like yeah I, i've just been like buy like i have like a a small assortment of like a femme wardrobe it's cute you know it's it's building up a little bit over time but uh yeah that's what i meant like with the the serious questioning and also not just i gender but like sexuality as well of everything at once separate but also can't help but be tied in at points it's been a lot it's been a lot I mean, how far have you considered going? I mean, have you are you cool with just like presentation and makeup, or have you considered like maybe like um, medical intervention, or like how far you want to go with this? I mean, honestly, I I thought about it a lot. I've started to experience my first feelings of, I guess, dysphoria when I was really wearing a lot of femme clothes over the summer just a lot of instances of wearing something and like not having to have come across a mirror the entire day and then like walking past the mirror and like not really recognizing like myself and then you do recognize yourself and it's like crushingly despair inducing yeah yeah welcome to welcome to classic dysphoria yeah just like who is that gigantic motherfucker like oh my god because right until that moment, you're feeling amazing. You're... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gender dysphoria, for those who don't know, is frequently experienced by trans and gender non-conforming people as this almost despair over the incongruity of their external presentation and their internal feelings. Like me, I get dysphoric, or at least used to get dysphoric as fuck before surgery, just any time I had to deal with anything remotely near my penis. Other people's penises? Great. Dildos, great. Fun with it? Oh god, it got it gets complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with, with it for a long ass period of time will actually get you depressed and has cost me many thousand dollars of therapy. Hey man. Yeah, it sucks. It was definitely took me a while to even like identify what it was. God, it's so weird. I I'm so fascinated what it must feel like in your brain, Ellie. Because for me, because of like my fluidity it is not ever present and also varies in severity mm -hmm. i have like i have had moments where stood in front of a mirror like wearing a cute blouse tried to make myself look softer bend and shape my like torso in ways looked less jarring i remember getting like really upset i i constantly notice the difference in the way that people react to me when i'm presenting very masculine versus very feminine it sucks man it sucks as a guy I, I felt like people were way more guarded with me you know yeah and not just and not just in the general oh not talkative more like almost defensive stance as younger people not like younger people i want to say like kids and women especially 
because yeah. guys were just immediately considered threatening and now it's no one no one gives a fuck about me anymore they're just like oh hey she's tall yeah. but you know. look at this tall lady get that constantly where the more masculine i appear the uh walled off the reactions i get from like women and like young people and young kids and stuff it's like a person when i'm femme and i'm like not a person when i'm not femme i'm just male fucking whatever is projected onto me and it's just like oh shit everyone put put up your dukes it's a male person coming it feels gross man this is weird passive hostility yeah i just want to always wear a shirt that says not a male pretty sure there's a few shirts that out there just say like girl or not man it's usually not a problem because to be quite honest like i'm pretty much always have my 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 nails painted even on my most masculine days it just is sad that like i have to do things to my exterior in order for you to not quote unquote you the the ambiguous y'all to see me as i really am otherwise i'll just be this thing this male idea now that we've got all the fun stuff the gym the dating life the idea of masculinity how's your family reacted to all, all this oh quite terribly quite terribly you don't say <laughs> yeah go Sorry, for it. go for it this, this will inevitably delve slightly into my life as a whole but my parents they they just are not equipped to even process what the fuck i am all they know is person who i call my son has a bunch of dresses and makeup and shit and i don't know what the fuck and i left a sex toy in a bag that was like with other bathroom accoutrement i guess like my parents had some shit in the back of the bathroom that they needed to get through so they moved all that shit my parents because they are my parents when they see something and they don't immediately know what it is they're like oh what the fuck is this so they open that bag and they see my dildo and they're like oh well i guess now i know that <laughs> and fuck man like it's not the kind of thing where it's like a problem where like it's you know but my dad you know, he, he like he brought it up and he was just like, listen, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know if you're gay or you're some kind of deviant demon hooligan, but I ain't going to have no gay shit in this house. All right. You better not be gay around these parts. Or otherwise, we're going to have some fucking problems. All right. Well, I don't want no problems. So that's about where we're at with Aww. with the parents. Aww. Very not okay with any of it. I think my father's exact words were, what you are hurts your mother and me. Uh, that, that sounds pretty familiar to me. Why, why are you hurting us like this? What did we do wrong? Yeah. God, I've been to so much therapy and have had to deal with so much traumatic shit that I can't, like, I've reached a point of hyper-awareness that's, like, depressing. I, I like, feel bad for my parents. I, like, the, the way that they see me and how they feel about me it sucks, and I'm not saying it, it hurts 0%. I can handle it and process it and, like, be able to let it go and, and not take it on myself. I just see that my existence hurts my parents, mm -hmm. and it's so weird. Watching it and knowing, like, oh, I can't fucking do anything. They're just too confused in this weird religious panic to ever even try to, like, open that up. 
Yeah, I, I know how that is because you're like, I wish I didn't hurt you like this. But on the other hand, I can't live my life for you. Yeah, exactly. And that sucks. In a way, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'd rather be sad about like not having a connection than like make an effort to have some type of facade and also then like, keep around toxic ideas and shit. And then constantly having to dance around the subject of your entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My older brother is going to start having kids soon, and it even is leaning into the discussion of, all right, so our parents are homophobic, and you're going to raise kids in L.A., so how are you going to deal with homophobic people around your gay L.A. kids? We're literally like, do we want our parents around our kids ever? Because they will only know shame about gayness. They're not going to therapy about it. They're not like, they're like not equipped to even understand therapy as a thing that is viable, you know? So treating it like a geometry logic problem. It's we have two homophobes. Bearing in mind that they are homophobes, what is the effect of their proximity to gay babies? How do we limit that exposure? And like, what are we thinking about that? Like, fuck, you know, it's so, so sad to be so cold about it. They're literally my parents. Yeah, it's just a fucking landmine. One of the reasons I came out really, really early, because I was like, well, I'm either going to have to tell them, or I'm going to have to be really good at lying, and I am really shit at lying. I'm a fucking bad liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that one. Yeah, it's on my mind a lot lately. The and rejection of my parents. How can it not be? Because, like, uh, Mexican families and, like, my family, it's like, we all have that sort of large family dynamic where yeah. we're constantly in contact and constantly involved. It's, you know, it's like, I kind of envy white people where they can just sort of like, you know, move out at, at like 16 or 18 and like, you know, see their parents once a year. Yeah. But it's also like, I can't do that. I'm not used to that. I'm like, I see my mom, my dad, my cousins like every fucking weekend or more yeah yeah exactly the the family dynamic is just different and the expectations are completely different i don't know i feel as though um the safety nets are also different and the support systems are designed differently there's a lot less freedom because of those things as well i don't know the reliance on family is a lot it's like a survival thing in some ways one thing that has been uh hard for me is is not really having much of a safety net so me wanting to be able to like save money meaning i'm glad that i can still cohabitate a space with my parents they're not evil malicious people like i don't want them paint them out to be that at all they just don't understand me they're like hurt by my existence and they like don't even want to try to like delve into it they'd rather just be sad and like never talk about it that is completely different than a white family who it would be supportive of their queer child. You've also got the types who are just like, get out of my house and never, and I'll never see you again. Yeah, 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 exactly. The, you have, you have that as well. So that's like, you, you see like people on fucking Instagram being like, Hey, like I fucking am homeless. Please like Venmo me. Like my fucking mother's insane. Blah, blah, blah. Like teenage kids fucking Venmoing their way through existence because their parents are fucking out of their goddamn mind. I'm rambling on that because I've been noticing as I connect to like more of my 
cousins and such around my age who are like on Instagram and social media and stuff, there is a noticeable distance between like us and like people around my age, parents and, and like older people. The culture is so fucking tied into Catholicism. And yet there's like such a separation at this point between like the religious text doctrine following part of it and just like the cultural part of it. I'm interested to see like what happens the like the, in the near future like the religions kind of not matter fucking who the fuck goes to church anymore honestly it is so culturally like important so like is this just is jesus just gonna be like a style like <laughs> i mean i have a lot of friends who are culturally muslim where they're just they don't they don't pray five times a day they don't they may not observe any of the rules but they also feel like it's important in like sort of this vague generalized way and they might go to mosque on Eid but they're also like they just want the traditions for the family stuff and the togetherness not so much the rules and the negativity that goes with it I mean that I really like enjoy just the idea of like having a reason to like gather and celebrate family and like I guess having community building in that way I have a hard time believing that like you can separate out all of the fucking negative homophobic weird bullshit from religion without like just fucking control alt delete start over fucking just make up some new shit or like mix it all together that's uh that's kind of like the whole baggage of um, christianity and catholicism you got like three thousand years of baggage yeah that's what i'm saying it's hard to to just like sweep that under the rug or something church is not good it's just like not good and I don't think that like changing it is like possible. I, the you know just the structure itself is bad. So many structures of power just need to be completely dismantled. I know how that De- decentralized gay cultural religion with better fashion. Yeah, I think that it's just becoming more noticeable, but was definitely always there. Thank you for being on our show today, Aldo. I hope of you had course. fun. Uh, any social media you wish to plug? I guess I can plug my Instagram. I, I, I don't, like, do a thing. It's just, like, me posting my shit. And, like, my shit's kind of cool. I do, like, interesting things. It's Amateur Badass. Instagram? Follow me if you like jujitsu and cats. That's, like, everyone. <laughs> and, of yeah. course, you can follow The Queer Arabs at thequeerarabs.com. You can listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher app podcasts. And it. all the usual places, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Queer Arabs. If you want to reach us, there's the Queer Arabs at gmail.com. You know, hit us up with whatever you want. Show ideas, guests, challenge me to a smash match. Challenge Ali. She'll fuck you up. We have got all our episodes on the thequeerarabs.com, as well as our uh, Queer Arabs in Arabic episodes there as well. Um, have a good night, y'all. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I feel like that was a long ass ramble. <laughs> Just cut that whole shit out. Yeah, edit this down to like the funniest five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and then a fart joke.